Hey, yo, Bob. What uh, kind of food they got out there out in the, uh, the West, huh? I need, uh, like, some steaks or uh, some sausages. My doctor says that I need to maintain a healthy intake of meats at this point in my life to keep myself from uh, under heart attacking. Yeah, okay, we're talking about the West and we're talking about the trades on today's episode of Dynasty Gridiron Radio. Finest hour. Raise a glass with your hosts, Paul Pedro and Zach Tripp. This is Dynasty Gridiron Radio. Hey, yo, happy week three, everybody. Dynasty Gridiron Radio, episode five, still at it. Finding time in our normal guy schedules, you know, here and there. And, uh, Coming at you with some uh, NFC West, AFC West discussion. You know, if you happen to be a fan of the Niners, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, this is an episode for you. What's good, Trip? A lot of rivalries in those names. Indeed. Indeed. A lot of uh, W's on that list in the last uh, two weeks. These for these here first two weeks of these 2021 season. Yeah, they've been winning a lot of games, especially the NFC. Yes, they have. All right. <clears throat> we are uh, sort of talking about that, and we got some uh, some ongoing trade uh, debates, um, particular situation. Uh, how did you so wisely put it earlier? Wild goose chase is what you had me on. <laughs> I've been trying to trade for Jamar Chase for about a month now, and uh, just when you think it's going to happen, it never happens. So I've just been on this wild goose chase, and I, I'm I'm fried. Well, fried goose. Good job on the name. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's creative. Yeah, thank you. Uh, good job for uh, sticking with it as much as you could. I don't I don't think it can happen anymore. I don't think. But I'm interested to know what the public opinion is. Uh, what would you, listeners, trade Jamar Chase for? I mean, the guy has now had a touchdown in two weeks. He didn't have a ton of targets in week two. But the game script kind of didn't go that way. He still looks. I mean, he looks like the guy. Yeah. Uh, just in the first two weeks. But. We are going to get into that. That's actually going to be next week's episode. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, once we get another week or two under our belt, uh, how we did as far as projecting these guys and who's on our team and who are we wrong about over the course of the last four episodes. So we'll take our licks there. But, you know, like any uh, stand-up guy does, we're going to procrastinate on on taking our, <laughs> taking our licks. We're going to finish out some divisional analysis. We do want to get through them all and make sure we kind of touch on a team-by-team you know, basis what we're looking at in in the in the world of dynasty, what we're, what they're looking at as a team with their rookie players. So, uh, we are going to dive in here to uh, to one of the teams that just beat the uh, 
The birds, they just beat our precious Eagles last weekend, and they're a good team, you know. Um, I have my own opinions about that particular game. I think we could have won that game, which says a lot about the Eagles and the newness of all of that stuff, but we'll, we'll digress. We'll, we'll still steer clear of that. We're going to talk about who they got, and it's the, uh, I mean, it's the Elijah Mitchell conversation with the 49ers. Is it not? Yeah, it feels like uh, they're a lottery ticket right now. Mostert is is out. He's he's hurt. He's old. You don't know who they're gonna pick to be the one or the two guy, but whoever it is, you know they're gonna make it work and they're gonna put up numbers, even with two backs in the backfield. Yeah, recently signing Jacquez Patrick. Okay. Yeah, we were. Uh, I was doing a little research for the show and decided I should just add him to my squad. You know because. You know, why not diversify my bonds a little bit? Yeah, I was a little upset about that pickup, Paul. I was uh, working on something for our podcast, and Paul decided to pick up a member of the running back committee that that I own. My own, my only running Ooh, back committee at this you point. Own? I mean, I mean, own is a strong that I am <laughs> ocu- that I'm occupying right now. It is funny how, and we're gonna have more discussion on this uh, this episode a little bit about. Uh, the importance of handcuffing and owning a backfield in dynasty because you can, it's the one way to, you know, just to, to put that whole conversation very quickly. Handcuffing is super important in dynasty because it is the one way to essentially ensure that you will never be knocked out of a season. You can be knocked out of a season in dynasty. You don't have enough running backs that can put up any points. You just won't win any games and you're kind of forced to rebuild. If you are, you know, even if you're, if you're a winning team, if you're a losing team, you know, Fantasy football is about having fun. You want to stay in it at least. I mean, <laughs> even if you're, you know, even in Dynasty where it's hard to not have something to do year-round, it is nice to at least <laughs> have a shot week to week in your matchup. So I, I handcuffing, great for that. Like, you know, for example, the Hubbard pick we talked about last episode, that's one of my big ones. Yeah, I have actually a little different opinion about the uh, handcuffing than you oh, do, yeah. Paul. All right, give it to me. You want to know, or you want to get this on? on, on a give it, give it to me now. I'll we'll, we'll finish up the team by team analysis throughout the episode. I just don't think that I think the handcuffs are a little overrated in fantasy overall. Um, Dynasty, they're you know much more important. But I just feel like I've spent so many auction dollars, draft picks, trades on these backup guys that don't produce the way the starter did. It turns into a committee. They pick up another free agent. The team overall is just not winning as much. There's been those guys that have saved seasons, but I just, you know, I'd rather go after somebody who I think can be the guy consistently rather than a what-if scenario. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I think it also depends where your team's at too. Oh, yeah. You know, but uh, that is interesting. I mean, you know, just we're going to talk more about that, but reeling it back into this 49ers backfield. I mean, it is the, the essence of that in a lot of ways where it's just like shots in the dark <laughs> kind yeah. of at this point. I mean, uh, you know, did you take, you drafted Trey Sermon, right? That's that's, and you got hasty and, uh, Elijah Mitchell Wilson and Jeff Wilson. Yes. I have four of their running backs. <laughs> <laughs> I think two can be fantasy relevant. So I, I'm hoping that I get at least one out of the two out of this situation of holding on to right. all four. 
Right. Because I need to build some some running back depth, and I, I a, have the I, roster oh, space. Man. You wouldn't be able I'll to do t- this. I'll tell you what. I'm a huge Raheem Mostert fan. Yeah, he's like, great. I, I I think the guy is one of the most talented, like physically gifted running backs in the NFL. He's super underrated. And I thought that when he was on the Eagles practice squad back in the day. Oh, wow. They let him go. Then they went and spent draft picks on Miles Sanders. I mean, I'm sorry, people. Raheem Mostert is way more talented than Miles Sanders. I mean, now... Granted, he's older and all that stuff, and and you know that changes things. But still, oh man, just like and I saw, uh, you know how they track the players and they track like the miles per hour they get up to on certain runs. I think he held like he holds that record. Oh yeah, he's he's yeah, fast. It's ridiculous. One of the fastest. In the um, what's happening to Brandon Ayuk? Disappointment of the season. I feel like oh, so far. Oh my uh, boy. Yeah. Man. Oh, so Brandon Ayuk is somebody I traded for as sort of like a throw-in kind of early last season to another deal, and I knew in the back of my head, I was like, this is going to be the best part of this trade, and it looked like it for a while towards the end of last season. It did. I can't even start him. I don't know what's going on. They're saying he's not acting like a professional, but I will say I watched Trent Sherfield, and I'm like, and, and Juwan Jennings, quite frankly, who Juwan Jennings, I thought, had more talent. Trent Sherfield, kind of an out-of-nowhere guy, but looks like he'll be a solid player. Like, Brandon Ayuk has talent that transcends those guys by light years. He's got the ability to be, like, a superstar, number one elite wide receiver. So I don't know what they're doing, but it sounds like it sounds like a Shanahan coaching tactic, if, you, if I had to guess. Yeah. I'm pretty disappointed as well. I drafted him in my auction league, I think, as my wide receiver number two. Uh, so that's a major disappointment. Um, I just think that they have a good system where they can plug in these skill players, and they also I feel like they kind of like finding these gems and picking their undrafted, low-draft pick guy and you know showing off their coaching a little bit. So they don't really have a problem. Maybe they don't value draft capital the same way some of the other coaches and GMs do. So they're great when they're in, but it's just really hard to find that one guy other than Kittle. Kittle is consistent. Yeah. Um, Interesting question at the risk of taking us down a rabbit hole. (laughs) When you see guys like Ayuk and Sermon not getting time, but like getting time in the preseason and some different things like that happening, You're talking about a longer season now. I know it's only one game, but you're talking about a longer season. I'm wondering if any of these coaches are thinking to themselves, Mm. they're going to start out. They probably are. With backups and save their starter. I I mean, that could be. Maybe not backups, but like 1B over 1A. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or or even 2B over 2A Okay, in some situations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think. I think that could be something we see. I don't know. Well, something to definitely watch saw in the preseason. A lot of people who didn't play in the preseason that we were like, you know, like a Miles Sanders. Does the coaching staff even, you know, like this guy? Right. right? They were con- much more conservative in the preseason. So I would have to think that the same would be true about the the start of the season as well. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, they're a good squad. That offensive line. I mean. Yeah. Whew. The lightest <laughs> offensive line in the league. Are they really? Yeah. Huh. You wouldn't know it. I mean, they they move. Alex Mack has those guys working in unison, too. He's 
He's a hell of a player. The offensive lines and defensive lines took over that game on Sunday. Yeah, um, dominant. They're still going to have trouble winning the division because they got to go up against guys like Kyler Murray. It's a good division. <laughs> What's happening? I mean, Kyler Murray, I'm starting to think, could be winning fantasy, going to win people fantasy leagues this year. He's he's certainly winning games right now. Yeah. Can he keep it going? Yeah. He's got I mean, that's that consistency. The only, only question, it looks like he can. He's got a shitload of weapons. <laughs> I mean, people, I, mean, I actually think Chase Edmonds is a little bit of an underrated guy. Um, you know, Jonathan Ward and Eno Benjamin, like I actually like with this offense and this talent, like if you need those guys to play running back, just teach one of them how to block and they'll be all right. Yeah. Even if James Conner and, and Edmonds did go down, they haven't, I'm just saying like the running back position there is, you know, going to be a flex play here and there week to week, I think. But like DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore for the dynasty, pick is looking like he was a good i mean he was one that like might be the steal right now yeah i mean i i always i mean you watch him at purdue and no he didn't play a lot at purdue but you watch those tapes and he's just one of those guys with the you know michael vick like lightning athleticism to be honest though that huge game that he had that catch was a, it was a more dumb luck than anything else just being in the right place at the right time and yeah. you know running a good route and being shifty enough to get lost by his guy and it all worked out so i did that doesn't say a ton but if you watch him on the field you know just unbelievably crisp route runner somebody that gets in and out of breaks and shakes people that like you know is a god gift it's god's gift to ankle breaking <laughs> <laughs> you know he's that move. he's that guy right um but you know i do i do worry about how many touchdowns you're going to see him get guys like DeAndre Hopkins doing things like he just did in the back of the end zone last week. And AJ green, just being a big guy. I, I think Christian Kirk, I always liked Christian Kirk, even when he, um, hopefully I'm not wrong about this. I want to say Texas A&M for Christian Kirk. I think that sounds right. Um, but yeah, I remember why I remember watching him in maroon in college. That's, <laughs> that's all I got for you. Um, so anyway, who's going to end up, you know, can is picking up a Christian Kirk or a Rondale Moore, you know, gonna how far is that gonna get you and and Yeah. If you have somebody who owns DeAndre Hopkins who's on like a rebuild or like a you know, a failing team, go and get him. You know, they might be thinking, you know, he's getting older, he's not he doesn't still have it. He's gonna continue to be great <laughs> for another few years and receivers last, yeah. He's constantly in that one, two three every year he's always close to the top so if somebody's down or they're trying to rebuild and you want to you know, I, I would target him this year for sure with kyler miller murray going off and yeah, help tw- around him 29 years old this year definitely next year year after that he'll be good till he's 33 at least yeah hall of famer i think he will i don't know if he is now maybe he is but i think he'll finish a hall of famer Man, this division is stacked. The Seahawks, Russell Wilson's been performing well. Russell Wilson's interesting. So every year I have Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson as my quarterbacks in Dynasty. (sighs) And every year I know that in game one, Russell Wilson is the guy to start. Russell Wilson in week one (laughs) is a lock. It's out. He comes out hot, man. And sometimes it won't happen until the fourth quarter. But it happens, and he comes out hot, and he's always good. He's always good for a good week one performance. 
Um, I don't think any of these backup running backs, it's interesting. Like, I have faith in none of them. I agree. Um, I saw Alex Collins going up a lot, getting picked up a lot. It was... Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a lumbering guy. Yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't have it, in my opinion, either. Um, I wonder, like, I, I just, you know, can Chris Carson just, is he just always going to be the only fantasy-relevant running back for Seattle for the rest of time? Is that how it's, that's how it feels right now. His owners will hope so. <laughs> I would love to see... Uh, somebody new emerge in the Seattle backfield, but I just don't think it's happening. Yeah, it's strange. They don't, I mean, I guess they, didn't they draft uh, DJ Dallas last year? Two years ago, yeah. Two years ago. Um, yeah, I don't know. They don't even list him on the depth chart on ESPN. Well. I was looking at it the other day. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but um, I think what, what we need to talk about is Freddie Swain's performance. Um D. Eskridge, one of my picks in the Dynasty draft, not exactly looking like it was a good move. Uh, not yet. A lot, of, a lot of sidelining due to injury, which sometimes can mean lack of preparation. Somebody else stepping up. Freddie Swain stepping up. Yep. Tyler know. Lockett, killing it. Right, right. DK is going to have his numbers coming soon. Law of averages, he'll get them. Yeah, you, you got to think. I mean, God, Tyler Lockett and Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson to start seasons are just—they're always on fire. Yeah, um, prepared. Yeah, they're so, ready for the test. Yeah, Freddie Swain, studied. man. Freddie Swain's interesting. I feel like every time he has a good game, he like you know something happens shortly afterwards. And I heard he's not practicing because of a back injury. We'll see if he can be any kind of consistent. He had a breakout game last time. Twenty-three-year-old out of Florida. He's kind of one of those. You know, like a taller guy without a lot of muscle, you want to see him maybe get a little bit bigger. So we'll see. We'll see about him. Um, tight end for the Seahawks never really produces either. You know, I yeah. mean, it's it's your starting wide receivers and your quarterback on this team, and then your running back here and there. And I don't even think there's any young guys. So I'm just moving on to the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> Because they look awesome. <laughs> they look like they're killing it. They're not too different from the Seahawks in that you got, you know, who you expect. Um, something, and I haven't made the move yet, and so here's your opportunity to get me back from my Jacquez Patrick uh, scoop. Mm. Something in my heart says that Jake Funk will be relevant this season. Okay. Is he available? Probably. His name's Jake Funk. <laughs> He doesn't exactly he doesn't exactly scream confidence. He's very good at flying under the radar. You okay. Know? Um I'm gonna look it up right now and maybe pick him I up before you have an opportunity to uh to do so. And thereby potentially drop dropping Jock has Patrick <sighs> <laughs> and leaving him available for you. Can't fit another 49ers running back on my team. There's too many of them. Yeah. I think I'm gonna take I'm gonna drop Malcolm Brown. But yeah, I am gonna add him right here on the show while okay. we're discussing it. Why well, add Jake Funk. See how yeah. he does. There we go. You know? Give him a chance. Um 
Guys like, are going down. Running backs are getting hurt <laughs> on the uh, on the Los Angeles Rams, man. That's true. So there's uh, there's there's going to be you know playing time to be had, and yeah, I wonder if the kid out of Maryland can do it. Seventh round pick. We'll see. If you're drafted as a running back, there's a chance that you end up touching the football in a game. That's true. And, you know, you're, dra- you're, you're drafted as a late round pick, and you make a roster. The way that people get hurt in that, I mean, look at the Ravens and the Rams running back rooms. Oh. If you're a running back room and your team's name starts with R, you're in trouble. <laughs> the Raiders aren't doing that well either. That's true. <laughs> Which is a good transition because we're 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 about to wrap up the uh, the NFC West here. I want you to pick a division winner for me before we jump over to the AFC West, and we'll start talking about that terrible Raider running back room. Hmm. Between the Rams and the Cardinals, and uh, I'll go Cardinals. Wow. Okay. I thought about doing that too. I think, and I, you know what? I'm kind of with you that it's between the Rams and the Cardinals. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> but uh, I don't know. It's tough because does experience win out over the long haul here? You Stafford know. has to be like dying for a win, but I know so is Kyler Murray. He's dying to win as well. I just see those two as like motivated this year. I really could go Rams, but you know, yeah. the Cooper Cup is just great. So it's tough. It's really tough. Um, I think I'm going to agree with you. Wow. I think I think I'm taking the Cardinals too. Wow. Yeah, because. I see holes in the Niners. I think if that Eagles team played them again, I think they may find a way to beat them. I see a weak defense in Seattle, unfortunately. I think there's just guys reaching that point where they don't quite have the speed they used to have. I don't see that happening on the Rams defense. I think the Cardinals have the right mix of guys coming into their prime and veterans who are, like, ready to play a role and play it really, really well. Yep. That... uh that they can bring that thing home. Watch out for Chandler Jones, man. IDP, Chandler Jones. Look out uh, for, well, I was actually, this is coming up in the AFC West, but look out for my man, Asante Samuel Jr. I couldn't hold it in, Trip. <laughs> I wanted to talk about him so bad. <laughs> I started talking IDP, I had to let it go. Chandler Jones and Asante Jr. Chandler Jones came back, man. I mean, that guy, he's been my, we play a D lineman, a linebacker and a corner in our league and you know tackles interceptions force fumbles that's that's what gets points and sacks tackles for loss chandler jones is just a sack machine man he had like 25 points in week one it's unbelievable anyways so we are uh in agreement that it'll be the cardinals and of course we won't be wrong like i was for the nfc east where i thought that the redskins would take it and fitzpatrick would look good they got knocked out in the first game. I'm happy about it. I'm happy I was wrong about that one because I think the Eagles have a chance to go. It's going to be a tight division. Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Redskins. I think all four are still in it. I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying the Redskins have no shot already. They they can easily take the division. Oh man, Heineken's for Heineke. <laughs> he's he's proven <laughs> to be a good player. <laughs> And McLaurin, they have Gibson, they have a stacked defense. If he can just play a role and, you know. Oh, like, hey, man, defense wins championships. I always say that. 
you can go real far with a good defense. That's why we play IDP. <laughs> Love it. All right. Raiders running back room. Let's uh let's take a uh a turn here, you know. We'll uh look into the the other conference, see how we how we feel about uh you know, calling a little audible. Omaha. Does that drop too much? <laughs> All right. Um, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Peyton Barber, and Jalen Richard are what this room consists of. Uh, I could see two of those guys having some big stretches. Josh Jacobs, I think, also could be good into next year or two. So he's a running back with slightly long, more longevity than average. I, he's only 23 years old right now. Yeah, so I think he's, he, he's one of those, like, a little bit of an anomaly, and he's got three seasons under his belt. He's got over 180 fantasy points in the last two. Or, I'm sorry, he doesn't have three under his belt. He's got two under his belt. He's into his third season, and he's only 23 years old. So you're, you'll have that with, like, uh, you know, my man Javante Williams. But he's one of the rare ones as well. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, Interesting. He's bounced around our league a little bit. He was traded from Corby to me and me to Carlos. And I think part of it is because he's, like, frustrating to own. Like, if you <laughs> look at the game by game stuff, it's like, you know, good game, bad game, bad game, good game, bad game, decent game, decent game, good game, decent game, three bad games. It's stuff like that that bothers you about Josh Jacobs. And... So I don't want to own any fantasy back on back on this wow. <laughs> on this roster. If I'm being honest, they're playmakers on the outside are a different story. I think very fantasy relevant, very dynasty relevant. Henry Ruggs, Darren Waller, yeah, Renfro and Edwards. There's some deep, deep guys too on that running back room. That if enough guys got hurt, because I'm I'm saying this because I know Jacobs is questionable right now and not practicing. Like a Bo Scarborough, I always thought if you gave him a shot, could be a good running back. Um, Theo Riddick can play and get oh, yeah, PPR points. So you know, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, sorry, you're you're on the right track. We should be talking about what people <laughs> want to hear, which is the people that are actually making plays. Henry Ruggs with the breakout, big game, big game. Brian Edwards looking better. The receiving core. I mean, obviously Derek Carr playing playing well. Playing very well. Playing well, so that helps. And the receiving core all of a sudden is looking like they're doing their job. I'm sure one hand feeds the other there, but you have to like what you see. Yeah, it almost feels like they're um, copying their division rival with the uh, Kelsey Tyreek Hill mold. You got a little Darren Waller, Henry Ruggs. Darren Waller is incredible to watch, man. He's, uh, he's a playmaker. Yeah. You taking him over Kelsey in Dynasty? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I am um, too. And I think it's more of like, like I definitely see Kelsey as somebody that's going to walk away from the game when he just feels like, I don't see him as a playing this football game forever. I think I could see him in the broadcast booth while I still got some youth to him. Okay. Just because he wants to. Yeah. You know, 
I could be totally wrong about that. But he just <laughs> seems like a guy that, you know, wants to be out there and get his personality out into the world and do other stuff before he, you know, breaks himself too badly. <laughs> um, I think that, uh, I think Waller is going to, I think he's going to keep getting better. And he's just such a huge part of that offense too. Target monster. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like, and that's why, honestly, like these receivers, I'm sort of, you know, rugs broke out, but, you know, can you can you really, can you trust it? What do we think? Here? Oh, not yet. Definitely not yet. He's He's got to show he's more than boomer busts, and he's been, you know, not had a lot of big games, more just very quiet games. So mm-hmm. he is not, you know, a br- full breakout yet. He's got to, he's got to step, he's got to, be a little more consistent. Definitely. Especially for his, <clears throat> you know, round one value in the rookie draft. Definitely taking round one in most leagues, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, high high draft pick. Um, Brian Edwards was somebody that people were, were very high on as well on the Raiders. Yeah, he's good. I think they just target Waller so much and they want to develop rugs because of this talent that Brian Edwards will be... A good wide receiver too for them and for fantasy. Yeah, you know, like a a four sub in. He does, league. and you know the thing. If you watched the in their week one game, he definitely made catches, timely catches. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be he was on there when they needed him, kind of like Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I like Edwards a little bit more. I would take him on my bench above Renfro. I think. So I was really high on uh, Zay Jones. Uh, when he came out of college, he was an Eastern Carolina guy, if I'm not mistaken, and I thought he was going to be really good. He was taken by Buffalo and spent some time there, and he's bounced around. It might be a decent time to take a flyer if you're really wow. desperate for wide receivers. You know, he uh, oh, you never you never cease to surprise he me. He had here. 46 yards and a touchdown on two catches in Week One. I'm just saying, he's one of those guys. He's he's you know very low end of the roster. Real desperate for a receiver, somebody you can take a look at, um, because he does look. He looks like he improved dramatically when I when I watch him on the field. Just okay. the route running is much better. It seems like he and they're the deep at a, a, a you know play you know, ball catcher. They have a ton of receivers. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean they do, but they have a ton of guys that like haven't really stepped up. You know, so it's a it's a shot that, which which you know makes your. Your Zay Jones, Willie Sneed flyer is a little bit more <laughs> potentially valuable. Um, speaking of a team with a lot of flyers, uh, you know, we'll bounce to uh, to the Chargers. There's some guys on the Chargers that I think a lot of people are high on as far as, like, young guys. Um, and, again, we're talking, like, low-end dynasty roster ads here. Um, Easton Stick, Larry Roundtree. Um, Josh Palmer, Donald Parham. Those are guys, all guys that I think, you know, has some potential. I liked KJ Hill too. KJ Hill's still on that roster and, and, you know, super deep taxi guy, maybe. Um, but there's, it's interesting. There's some real on that team. There are some really deep flyers as well. Yeah. You drafted Roundtree. I kind of wish I had drafted him and had him on my taxi squad. He looks like. Yeah, he's gonna come into play at some point here and there. I don't see much in Justin Jackson, so yeah, yeah. Parham, I have on my team. I think I'm gonna try to keep him to see if Jared Cook retires in a year or two. I know 
him and Herbert, you know, practice a lot. They have good chemistry, and he just seems like he could be a perfect a red, good, zone, red zone catch. target. He had a good catch this week, right? Um, I think he I, did, yeah. Um, I could be crazy. He's I not putting get, up I a lot of numbers. He might have <laughs> a good highlight or two, but he's not He's not putting up numbers yet. I didn't get to watch a lot of that. Uh, that yeah, tra- he makes tra- catches. Tra- he's just not getting enough snaps. So they just signed Jared Cook. He's obviously some somebody they want to emphasize in the office this year. Right, offense right. this year, but... Not the best sign that they're signing signing somebody because I always say roster moves mean a lot. That's true. They have Trey McKitty too. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I guess they just felt like maybe those guys aren't ready yet. It takes a while for tight ends to, you know. It does. Tight ends to get it. It's even Kyle Pitts right now is playing mostly just playing receiver. Yeah. So Parham, I'm gonna give him a little time. Uh I think he could be. He's a he's a boomer bust. He's not really a safe, you know, yeah. round pick for me. Yeah, I do think Josh Palmer is somebody that you're going to see blossom later this season. I think he'll be eventually the guy that takes over for Guyton. I know Guyton had some decent games so far, but I I just think he's way more talented. So it'll be interesting to see where this Charger wide receiver group goes. But I I think if you're looking for a guy that you could potentially add right now, Josh Palmer is probably the guy. Yeah, he looks a lot more like a complete receiver than Guyton. Yeah. Again, low end of your roster. Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, they'll probably be uh, be what they're going to be. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be good. <laughs> not not going to surprise <laughs> you that they're, that they're good players. Yeah. Um, your Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl losers, Kansas City Chiefs here. Pat Mahomes playing well as usual. Mahomes and Kelsey carrying right now. Yeah, yeah. I know some people disappointed in uh, Meckel. My man, my man, Michael Hardman. Yeah, disappointing start to the season. Um, did better last week, had more targets last week. I think he'll do okay, but he's got a lot of ground to make up already for where he was drafted, how much he was drafted for. Yeah. So he's got, he's got to play big if he's going to – Make up for his his draft capital, right? Right. Last game we had the standard uh, Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson flashes, Ugh. where they where they have about some teen points, yeah, and uh, it ends up not mattering at all after that. So, yeah, not a lot of guys, uh, not a lot of guys on the Chiefs that I'm that I'm looking at going. Oh yeah, you know, good pick. I know. Uh, I know Ray was real high on Cornell Powell. We talked about it on the draft episode. Does not look like that's going to pan out uh, very well for him, having been demoted to the practice squad. Oh, yeah, not a good sign. Yeah, waved, waved, and then went through waivers and ended up on the Chiefs practice squad. <laughs> we know the Chiefs are known as this, you know, big offense. Like, oh, you got somebody on the Chiefs. Yeah, I want to get somebody on the Chiefs. But they're very top heavy. Yeah, it doesn't pan out that way. It's 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 a team owned by Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. Yes, they are the offense, and it's a good one. If you have one of them, congrats. If you don't, <laughs> probably you know Ceh will do some stuff, but nobody else really to reach yeah, for there. If, if you don't, let's take a look at the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if we can find somebody. Oh man, Javante, Javante, Javante. Solid start. I mean, hey, listen, he's not really being used like the like you know, he's not asking be ask he's not being asked to be 
Superman Javante yet, but he's going to be Superman Javante. <laughs> you watch. And uh, and Melvin Gordon, you know what, man? Like, do your thing. Play you well. know, play well. Keep it going. When you, you know, get hurt later in the season and ride off into the sunset, uh, you know, Javante going to be there. He's going to be there to, to, to strap that pack on, you know, put you on his shoulders and carry that Broncos running game forward. Wow. Um, and we, uh, my fantasy team, uh, would also like to thank Jerry Judy for holding down the wide receiver one spot while Cortland Sutton rehabbed. He'll now <laughs> return the favor. You will not get it back, though. Wow. Yeah, no. Permanent um, number one. Right. And the Penn State speedsters to Sean Hamilton and KJ Hamler, you know, you are what you are, right? Like, I appreciate you. Um, I, uh, have a little personal vendetta about KJ Hamler and how he pans out because I got into a fight on Bleacher Report with somebody about uh, when I claimed that Brandon Ayuk was going to be a better player than KJ Hamler. He lost it on me. Yeah, you don't you don't have to. He, he might have been right after the last two weeks. I don't know what the hell's <laughs> going on with Ayuk, but it looks like I was right for the most part. Yeah, you don't need to worry about that guy, Paul. Uh, you got you got that one. But no, KJ man, I wish you all the best, most success in the world. What about uh, um? Tim Patrick seems like a touchdown. Yeah, leader, touchdown you know? Tim Patrick. Yeah, he seems like he can he can yeah. get a red zone target. Yeah, yeah, he could be a red zone target. He's not going to throw up 180 receiving yards. Like, oh, is that what court? What did Court Sutton put up last week? It was something ridiculous. Yeah, Sutton's clear number one. He's young. He's going to probably grow oh, with Bridgewater he, or he get shook a that new AC, draft. He shook an ACL injury like it was nothing. He looks good. <laughs> You guys tell him how Cortland Sutton. I, dra- <laughs> I drafted him in like all my. Uh, he does have a hurt hip now, though. He's limited to practice. We'll see how it goes. He'll be all right. We gotta we gotta worry about him potentially being an injury problem going forward. So hopefully that's not that's not the case. Um. Yeah, Tim Patrick, man, he's that interesting uh, interesting player uh, that you know is looking at forty yards and a touchdown, like you know, yep, nine out of. Nine or ten out of the the seventeen games, and then you just kind of hope you land one of those if you have to start him. But I mean, Cortland, Cortland Sutton's the guy that comes out and has nine catches for one hundred and sixty yards. Yeah, he's him. an elite fantasy asset, dynasty fantasy asset. You've got a solid start to your receiver core there, Paul. Yes, yes, and uh, and I'd like to partially thank Lawrence Harvey Brown. Larry? Larry Brown. Hey, listen. Larry Brown's coaching basketball at SMU. Cortland Sutton went to SMU. And I am a firm Larry Brown believer. If you can coach Allen Iverson, you can coach anybody. So I believe that just by having Larry Brown on campus, <laughs> it has it has inf- it's had a Ted Lasso-like influence that has permeated around SMU and, and it, it birthed talents like Cortland Sutton. If you follow Cortland Sutton on Instagram, he's a family dude. He's all about his business. He's smart, smart guy. That's into interesting shit and doing interesting shit and not just being like a, you know, lazy guy that has a lot of money and can spend a lot of money that you see like other young guys doing like, you know, his kid is adorable, by the way, you <laughs> see him on the Instagram stories and stuff. Like, you know, this is a guy that puts in his work and is about his business and is about his family and has that, like, LeBron-ish stuff going on, too. Okay. Paul is not only a fan of Cortland Sutton, he's a fan of his family as well. Yeah, cutest baby I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
won't offer a trade for Cortland. Yeah, you're going to be in the same. You're going to have better luck uh, getting Jamar Chase. I was offered Devontae Adams. Levine offered me Devontae Adams while the whole Aaron Rodgers beef was going on. He tried to trade me Devontae Adams for Cortland Sutton. I mean, listen. That would have been a big trade. Yeah. I mean, and I, listen, I didn't, I, not if, I don't know if I even cared in that situation if Rodgers stayed or not because Devontae Adams could win me a championship, you know, and also I'm a firm believer that if Aaron Rodgers leaves, so is Devontae Adams. <laughs> I mean, they got some power, you know. He's, he's not on a long contract. We're going to have an episode where we talk about contracts. It, you you do want to know the contract status, folks, of your dynasty players. If you don't, get up on it because that definitely will. Uh, Huge. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely will help you to understand, you know, where they can end up and when they can end, end up there, more importantly. Um, so the Broncos, uh, you know, good defense, interesting team, no offense. We haven't talked about yet. Um, looking like he's going to be a solid week-to-week guy. Consistent. Consistent in his in his scoring, this Noah Fant. Yeah, he's good. Um, they draft in a QB next year or they keep in Bridgewater? That was what I was just going to say. My question is, what, what happens if this team gets a... Or like, what does he have to do to prevent them from drafting a QB? Because I think they probably already have their eyes set. Right, or trading for one, yeah. a la Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> wow. That's the other thing. That's right. He was rumored to be going here on those <laughs> trade, trade rumors. Hey, listen, Denver is where uh, old quarterbacks go to win titles. That's true. Um, Who wins this division? Well, Raiders are in first right now. Um, Interesting. The Oakland Raiders. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll pick uh, Pat Mahomes. Moose uh, liked it. He's been proven to be a winner. Okay. All right. All right. I um. I've, it's tough to pick against the Chiefs winning the division. I already picked against the Rams tonight, Paul. That was not a conscious. Decision, but it's what what I said, so I gotta stick with it. Yeah, I can't go against the Chiefs and the Rams. The Rams too, and I and I I think we're probably both wrong. It probably will be the Rams, and it probably will be the Chiefs. I'm going Jadges. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, I mean, we got nothing riding on this. Might yeah. as well make a bold prediction. Okay, Rashawn Slater. Speaking of things that uh, we're going to talk about, us being wrong about Rashawn Slater. My man, holy God, can he block people. Uh, watching him block Chase Young was uh, something. That was something. Really? So, uh, yeah, with Sean Slater, uh, we salute that's you. That's huge. Yeah, <clears throat> really big for the Chargers. Oh, and that's a, half the reason I'm picking them to win the division is, I think, you know, you give this, this quarterback time, he could be great. I mean, I, I worry, though, about injury for them. Um you know, the Chiefs will just always get it done if they have those. We talked about it. If they have those three guys, Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey, they're going to get the job done somehow. Good um, defense, too. Very good defense. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we'll see. We'll see. I, the char- That is why, and that is the other reason I like the Chargers. So you're talking about the Chargers when you say good defense, right? I was talking about the Chiefs, but the Chargers oh, also. No, yeah. I disagree. 
Okay. <laughs> Chiefs defense looks soft. I'm going. I'm going Chargers for the defense. Okay. Mostly. Uh, I think they've played some good teams, man. I think they've played some good offensive teams. You know, you look at that. Well, I, I all right, that's not really true. Washington, <laughs> Washington, not that great. But in week one, you they know, played they Dallas. Had, Dallas looks had pretty Fitzpatrick, good and Washington has a great defense, which you know helps your offense. They played Dallas. They held them to twenty points. I think Dallas is a good team this year, as much as I hate to say it. Um, so I think I think you can see, you're going to see more out of the Chargers as they come together. But I mean, look at their schedule: Kansas City, Las Vegas, Cleveland, Baltimore, New England. Stuff gets it gets a little lighter on the back. Yeah, end, it does. Really, you know what I mean? They, they do finish they round that it season out. out. You know, their Thanksgiving gift is uh, here's Denver, Cincinnati, New York, Houston, Denver again, and then Vegas for uh, <laughs> for the rest of your season. Yeah, they, they don't do have, a have the Chiefs in there, but so you know, maybe one of these guys are a good uh, end of season trade target. Hearing you talk about Rashawn Slater did make me want Larry Roundtree more. Now that we know he's uh, been confirmed a player. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure on that. I was really paying attention to the pass blocking more so than okay. anything else. <laughs> you know, because he's got... Yeah, still yeah it was week one yeah. more that I was watching. Uh, he's He's got Chase Young against him. How are you not Still watch? a good sign. Yeah. No, no, definitely. And you do want to understand what's going on with the offensive and defensive lines of these teams when you're, when you're thinking about the players that you bring on and... You know, we talked about handcuffing running back rooms before. Like, franchises that are known to invest in the offensive line tend to be the franchises where locking down that backfield is more valuable, like a Pittsburgh Steelers, Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens. The Eagles tend to put stock in the offensive line. Teams like that, they just tend to, if you think about who's had some of the best running games over the years, tends to be teams that, invest in their offensive line yeah pittsburgh's got to step their o-line up a little bit though they've been been a little sloppy yeah they've been a little sloppy they're very traditionally good at developing good. in pittsburgh i always like, like it's interesting when i tell the story of alejandro villanueva who's now on the ravens but he was a defensive end that the eagles brought right out of the army and everyone in Philly was like, look at this guy. Or, I'm sorry, he wasn't a defensive end. He was just a guy that was massive that came from the <laughs> Army. And they were like, he's going to play football. And the Eagles were like, we're going to make him a defensive end. And it didn't work out. And then he went to Pittsburgh, and they turned him into, like, a Pro Bowl left tackle in a year. Wow. Um, so, you know, it's not just the drafting them. It's the it's the developing of those guys. And was that a Howie move? I'm sure it was. Well, uh, you know, maybe that's why he was uh, so excited to get Mile later to get this yeah, monkey he, off his back. Yeah, I was just about to give him credit for that, actually. <laughs> Jordan Mailata is your, uh, you know, just like Devontae Smith is your Justin Jefferson fix, Jordan Mailata is your Alejandro Villanueva fix, Howie. There you go. Call me. I want your job. <laughs> um, all right. So, Wild Goose Chases. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Um, Jamar Chase has become untradeable. Uh, I traded. I, I gave big offers. Um, the offers were on the table for a while. I don't know. I don't know if it. Uh, they, you know, I'm glad right now. I'm sitting here going, man, I thought real hard about taking. 
like the um he sent me an offer that included LaVisca, Jefferson, a first and three. Van Jefferson. Yep, LaVisca, Chenault, Van Jefferson. Not Justin Jefferson. Yeah, <laughs> no. LaVisca, Chenault, Van Jefferson, a first and three, three thirds. LaVisca, Diami Brown, Van Jefferson, a second, two seconds. Sorry, so that's two seconds. Diami Brown, LaVisca, Chenault, and Van Jefferson for Jamar Chase and a 2024 third. So I wonder if the people are listening to this going, yeah, Paul, good job, like, not accepting that trash. Or they're like, what, are you kidding me? Like That wasn't you know. even the best one. Didn't I offer some firsts as well? Uh, I've got... LaVisca, Van Jefferson, a first and a second. Yeah, I've got that too. Yeah. For Chase and a third. Still demanding that third, which I just think is... That that killed you once. One time you're like, oh, I sent you an offer. You're like, oh, did you throw a fourth in there? And I was like, no. And then you didn't take it. I don't know that I denied many trades. You might have retracted it. Mm. Maybe I waited too long to pull the trigger. Yeah, I I tend to not let that sit around. Yeah. Just because I want to keep a clean slate. And, like, you know, if you're not going to respond to my trade, like, F you, bro. Like, how (laughs) much time do you need? Well, see, I uh, let I let mine <laughs> linger to you for so long. That's why I'm 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 out. Oh, hey, I let him. I let him. Uh, I responded within within three days, eventually, or at least said, "Hey, I haven't had a chance to look at this." <laughs> That's um, true. So there was once at one point. Um, it was Trey Lance. Diami Brown and two seconds. Trey Lance, LaVisca Chenault in a second. And I proposed that one. So you should have just taken that one. Yeah. I gave you, I was going to give you, I don't know what I was thinking. Trey Lance, see, so this isn't just my fault. Trey Lance, LaVisca Chenault, a second round pick for Jamar Chase in a fourth. That was retracted. That was the one that sat out uh, for too okay. long. Yep. Uh, okay. I did not. I would wow. not retract that. <laughs> Good thing. Yeah. See, jet ladies and gentlemen, even if you don't put an ex- so you can do this really cool thing in the sleep wrap, you set an exploding trade offer. It only lasts a couple hours. Even if you don't do that, pull your trades in, in 48 hours, 72 hours. If they don't get back to you in that amount of time. They don't deserve the offer. <laughs> it makes your offer feel more. Right. Right. It's always going to be retracted if you don't pay attention. Yeah. 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 Rest of the league members when you're it listening just like to have this, forever like to my think about shit's it. not going to sit there forever. It's not. <laughs> Speaking of which, it uh, gets me into more about this trade thing. You know, the salesman in me, I think, accelerates my ability to, to do these trades here. You really have to look at needs. You know, needs of the opponent. Fig- when, when somebody offers me a trade... I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here by telling everyone this, but when somebody offers me a trade, I'm more so looking at what are you trying to get from me and why are you trying to get them? And then can I turn that around and can I, can I milk that to my advantage <laughs> to the point where I get what I want? And it does help to have a really stacked roster where you're sitting in a position of power. So, like, I don't have to trade Jamar Chase. Like, I'll win anyway, you know? So if I trade Jamar Chase, like, how do I further increase 
the security of my victories, right? So, like, <laughs> so like you know, getting rid of Jamar Chase for four first-round picks, now we're in the realm of, of, of talking. It's astronomical. Yeah. yeah, it's astronomical. The value is astronomical at this point. I think, you know, there's a lot of sites out there that will track dynasty players' value like stocks, and his is right now actually maybe as high as it could ever be. Wow. Yeah, because you think about it, he's a rookie, so he's as young as it, you can pretty much get with two games under his belt where he looked fantastic. Yeah. He's 21 years old, and he was the most touted wide receiver to come out in the last 10 to 15 years. So his dynasty value is is right there right now with all of the best dynasty players. Hopkins, Jefferson, right. yeah. Metcalf. Even higher than some of them, right? Wow. Right there with Jefferson. Right there with Metcalf. After two games. Yeah. You're ready. Yeah. Okay. No, and this is not me. This is just like every source out there. So it's, cra- it's crazy. It's a great start. It's, it's a, a great, great start. start. I wonder if you can keep it up. I mean, there is a lot of growing to do. He's 21. Do you get any OBJ vibes there? LSU receiver. Really talented. <sighs> Just trying to put a chink in his armors, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> not worried about him being I, a good player. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't. I think I also like OBJ's a weird phenomenon to me of a, of a human being. Like, I think if he didn't go to New York first, he might be a totally different person. Yeah. Horrible years. You know, I think that kind of, the whole thing kind of messed with his head a little bit. And I think just being, you know, that famous that early in New York, I think messed with his head a little bit. I don't think he was one of those guys coming in with like the super strong will, you know, super strong character guy to begin with. Um I don't really get the same vibes from Chase. I do think that he has some maturity issues. I think it'll be fine, you know, um, and he'll grow out of it. But I do think, I, I mean, I don't know if it's an OBJ thing. Like, it's not. It's not the same kind of mindset. But good try. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? It's stirring in his head a little bit, I think. <laughs> I might have knocked one of those four first to three first in a second. Yeah, you know. Bengals, Joe Burrow, ACL. Three first to second, Lance. <laughs> Come on now. He's a he's first rounder in many mocks. He's a... Late you first, would. early second. Ladies and gentlemen, would you trade three firsts, a second, and Trey Lance for Jamar Chase? I have a feeling most people would say no. Yeah, most people probably don't have the picks you have, though. That's true. You are stacked with picks. I'm interested. Like, I am curious to watch you build this team because I feel like you're taking your time. You did really well because the league... I think didn't realize the value of their draft picks and now they're starting to. And I think you were able to take advantage of that. And I think uh, now it's interesting to see people tighten that up and be less willing to give up draft picks. But also like, I think you could, I mean, you could turn around, turn this thing around right now. Yeah. Right. Like you can see, okay, who's not happy with their team this year has some guys that are underperforming can you throw two first round picks at it and just be and that probably probably three or four teams in this league would be like, all right, fuck yeah, give me the two first so you can have this really great player. And 
you know, you could be set next year. I don't know. I'm interested to see see where it goes, but I don't want you to tell me because I don't want you to make the same mistakes that you made with the draft where you told us all you're taking Devonta Smith and we were able to play it. It still wasn't a mistake. <laughs> it still wasn't a mistake. I mean, you know, if we don't know that that's who you're taking, you could at least swap one for two and pick up an the extra The only way two. I could see that helping me is if people didn't think I was taking Devonte and somebody wanted him at six and I could trade my six for something. That's the only way I could see being advantageous. Because I wonder if I could get Carlos on the phone right now. <laughs> I'm going to ask him one question. I'm going to say, if Trip was holding steadfast that he was going to take Najee Harris and then turned around and said, I'll swap pick one for pick two with you if you give me a second rounder, would you have taken it? That's true. That's true. But so, I was, but you know what? I, you know, I thought about that. I was worried that he selling. would take Devonte. <laughs> I was worried that he was going to take Devonte. Right. Okay. So you were thinking Homer, Homer, like Homer League. Yeah. He says he wants Najee Harris. Everyone's now, from Philly. Najee Harris yeah. tears his Achilles in training camp. That number one pick is now Devonte Smith. Well, you know. Okay. You you wait till the you wait to hold it. The um. It would have to be yeah draft day trade. Right. The um. So it's interesting. It's interesting you say that though. Here's what I would here's what I would say. Okay. Understand understand the Eagles fans in the league thing afraid of another Eagles fan taking the Eagle. Yes. Number 1. Get it. Got it. I I may have been thinking the same thing, but if I had just looked at that roster, like here's the thing, if you look at Carlos's roster, he's got Receiver's not the glaring hole, right? Yeah. I, you know, Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, doing pretty good there. Yeah, I probably could have picked down Tim Patrick. An extra, <laughs> an extra pick or two. That's what this, you know. Yeah. But I do think he's now, I mean, he lost Judy, right? So he had Judy as well. So he had, that's that's a young, good receiving core. And Cooper, Cooper, your oldest guy, Calvin Ridley coming right into the prime and Jerry Judy coming up. Yeah. He may, he he may have felt pretty comfortable with that going in. I think now he's probably <laughs> like, shit. I need some receivers, because uh, he's the one that actually made some of the waiver wire pickups in our league were really smart this week, and I held off just because I wanted to save them. But, um, Carlos picking up Freddie Swain and who was the other guy? I, I forget. I liked it though. I need to check. Um. Browns, running uh, back, yeah, flex Dim- player yeah, type guy. Demetric Felton. So yeah. with uh, Landry going down, Demetric Felton's a guy that's worth looking at because he's a running back and he plays a lot of wide receivers. So he's one of those guys that are just going to dump the ball off to a lot. KJ Osborne, man, I dropped KJ Osborne and then he just went off again. I In my head, I'm like, there's no way this guy's going to keep being good because Jefferson and Thielen are there. I don't think you're going to be losing sleep over that in week 10, 11, 12. I hope I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think. So. I think well, Thielen and Jefferson have that under wraps. I think so too. There's nothing worse than when you uh, drop a guy and it ends up like they end up being great, and it was just like you know a third wide receiver. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> Got to learn to live with regrets. <sighs> yes, yes. You end up making this noise. <sighs> <sighs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I got some trades to evaluate. While while we've been doing this podcast, I had some trades come in. So I'm going to get back to these uh, these offers here. The Bears defense for... Oh, sorry, that's not... The Bears defense for K.J. Hill and two third-round picks. Leonard Fournette for a third and a fourth. Mm, that might happen. Maybe. Feels a little light. I do appreciate having that backup running back that can you know, kind of really just, like, hold it down. Like, you know, somebody that, like, all right, worst-case scenario, if I'm if I'm playing Chubba Hubbard and Jeremy McNichols because Henry and McCaffrey went down, you know, maybe I'd rather be playing Lenny Fournette in that spot. You got to think about these things in the old, uh, the old Dynasty Gridiron uh, f- format. Definitely need some <laughs> pluggable and playable running backs. Yeah. Can't be top heavy. Definitely, definitely. Well, what do you think? Should we uh should we take them home here? Everyone, head home safely. Yeah, we don't want any uh we don't want any accidents out there. So uh wear your helmet. Yep. Buckle yeah. your chin straps. Hey. It's a wild world out there, people. Have fun. That too. Peace. <laughs>